This episode is brought to you by the Kolai Hotel. Good food, comfy beds and ice cold beer. Find them on the Oxley Highway or head to the website www.kolaihotel.com.au for all bookings and merchandise. Welcome to All Things Small Biz, a podcast to help you take the leap and run your own business from someone who has done it themselves and wants to share what they learnt with you. Hello and welcome to the All Things Small Biz podcast. My name is Sarah Hales, your host, and the theme of today's podcast is how do you build a large community around your business? This is something that I am still trying to achieve, but given that I'm on round two after losing my entire social media account, I think I can add some value in this space. And as always, we'll bring in my co-host slash husband, Brian, to discuss where our businesses are at community-wise, and then we'll welcome in today's absolutely amazing guest, Jen Donovan. I'm really excited about this interview. Jen is the founder of Buy From A Bush Business, a group that she created to promote rural and regional businesses suffering from drought. Jen has created the most amazing supportive community of over 329,000 people. Yes, that's right. Nearly 330K. That's almost a city and absolutely amazing. But before we bring in Jen to chat, Let's get into our first segment. Brian, how are you? Good. A little bit nasally. I'm getting through it. We have had a daycare bug in our household, so everyone has been a little under the weather. But we're marching on. (laughs) We're on the up. All right. Yeah. So let's get into it. Sarah, I hear you talk about community a lot. It's a a big influence and it's a big part of your business. Uh, Can you tell me why it's so important and why you focus on it so hardly? That's not actually a word, people. (laughs) I do refer to social media, the people who are on my email account, uh, you know, emailing list. I refer to them as the West of the Waves community. And I think I like the word community because I want to make those people feel welcome. So when I, when I am shopping, if I want to ask a question, I want to make sure that my question is answered. And I think sometimes with the bigger brands, you can't always get that access to ask a question. They don't necessarily respond to your emails or if you were to send a direct message on social media. And I, as a person, I don't like that. I like to feel like I'm I'm part of something. If you meet me in person, I'm easy to talk to. Uh, I'm welcoming of people. I'm, I'm open and I will answer people's questions. And I want that to translate into my business. And I guess because we don't have a bricks and mortar store everything is done online how i how i do that is through messaging so if people send me a message or they comment then i always get back to them and i guess give them access to the person behind the brand i like to welcome them i like to make sure that they're feeling part of the journey i like them to feel heard i just like to give them the experience that i like to have when i'm shopping yeah it'd be difficult to give that sort of experience when you're when you're actually not not in person so um yeah yeah and it's hard it's probably very important to have a community yeah i think it is too and i think that you know they say you've got to find your tribe like i really want to welcome people in who who are similar to me. And I know that they're out there. I'm a cowgirl, <laughs> lived on a cattle property all of my life. 
Um, who loves to surf. And I love to surf. And there's going to be there's going to be other girls out there like me who get it, who get that. You know, they like to be out in the rural industry, but they don't mind going to the beach or they want to have a few, you know, coastal vibes happening in their life. And I want to find those people and I want to support them and I want to, I want to have them in my little group. Cocktails by the beach at sunset. <laughs> or just wearing a Camilla at home with a glass of champagne on a property and then you know you've got to go mustering the next day. It's all fine. That's probably a topic for another podcast. But how I came up with the name West of the Waves is that I've always lived on a cattle property with my family, but my entire family love going to the beach and they love surfing. And the scene that comes to my mind when I'm thinking of the name West of the Waves was we were having a bit of a, you know, I suppose almost a cocktail party at our property. We'd been mustering, we'd been hot and dusty. We all came home, we put on beautiful dresses, had a glass of champagne and felt like we were on holidays, even if it was just for the night to have a little party, knowing that we had you know, 800 head to process in the yards the next day. And that's what it's about to me is just feeling that little coastal vibe, working hard during the day, dressing up. You don't need to be, you know, you don't need to be dusty and dirty down the yards 100% of the time. You can still have a little break, have a little holiday, mini. Switch off. Three hours. (laughs) What does community mean to you? Well, I think just an extension on what I was saying before, community to me means that you are part of something. Yeah. I like to feel like my opinion matters. I like to feel like I'm heard. And you want your customers to feel and that And that's as well. how I want my customers to feel. I want them to feel comfortable enough to send me a message. I want them to know the face behind the brand. I want them to understand what my vision is for the brand, but I really want them to feel like they're part of it and I want them to feel comfortable enough to actually reach out and talk to me. Yeah, it's pretty simple really, isn't it? Yeah, well, again, being online-based, sometimes it's hard because we don't have a bricks and mortar store and it can be, you know, you've got to work that little bit harder to build a relationship with someone. It is very hard to build a relationship when you're just using it over the internet or, or over Instagram or, or just through a, a business transaction because you, you're wanting that person to enjoy your your clothing or your products and actually ha- have something from it. That's that, that that's what it's about. It's not just a piece of clothing. It's about feeling good about yourself. It's about it's about having being able to at the end of the day put on something pretty. To, to make yourself feel special. Oh, definitely. And that's, you know, I don't know if I'm even very good at that. I hope that I am. But that you've, you've hit the nail on the head really there is that I want the whole process to be an experience. I want people to know that, you know, I'm not a size six model. Me I, either. <laughs> I am an everyday person. I am an average size. I am a mum. Uh, I work outside a lot. I, I work. We take the kids to daycare. Like I'm doing everything that everyone else is doing. And I want them to know that I get it and I want to to provide them with products. Like some of the things that I offer in my products, I love I, – I put – pockets in every single one of my dresses pockets are handy pockets are great girls love dresses with pockets but I I like to make my dresses to 
a nice length because I'm at the age where I don't want to bend over and be worried about my dress being too short or I don't want to pick up my children and be worried about my dress being too short. And I want to share that with my community because I want the women that are buying my clothes to understand like why I'm doing that and and that that's something that they want and are looking for. And I get lots of feedback about those types of things as well that, you know, they know the quality that they're getting. They know the reasons behind some of the design elements that I use. And it's, it's those things that I think create the community because they know that I get it and they enjoy the experience of being a part of it and the experience of being able to, I don't know, share in the vision. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so what makes good community? What um, makes good community? Yeah, what makes a good community? What what makes people being part of your business good and beneficial? And well, I can tell you right now that I will only accept people into my community who are positive, polite, and positive. I uh, don't take kindly to negativity or nastiness. They will be booted immediately. That's not nasty. No, not at all. I like to provide a safe space for people to feel that their questions will be answered, feel like they can make a comment without the fear of somebody saying something negative. I like them to know that they... Did I say that they would be answered? I like them to know that I will get back to them. They'll be heard. They'll be heard. They'll be supported if they have um, questions or if they've got suggestions. I think one of the most important things with community is feeling safe to be a part of that community. So I like everybody in my community to know that if they ask a question that they will get an answer. Mm -hmm. If they have a question or a suggestion that they're more than, you know, more than able to come to me and ask me those questions, that they will be heard and that they will be answered. But I think when I say safe space is that I don't tolerate any negativity and I definitely don't tolerate anybody being rude. So I think when I say safe space, I like people to feel like if they were to make a comment or if they were to ask a suggestion that everyone is going to be positive and kind. I always lead with kindness and I expect that anybody in my community will be the same. Yeah. Criticism is always a good thing to have because it helps you improve. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even know if you're on the same planet as me because I'm saying I want them to be positive and kind. Yeah, I can, I can handle criticism, but I will not handle sorry criticism probably on the right right word i can handle criticism but i will not handle or will not have anybody being nasty unkind or negative there there's ways to deliver criticism in a helpful way yeah i don't have space or time for negative and rude people i don't think anyone has has that time for someone who wants to continually be negative you you want people that are going to be backers that are going to don't know help you move to the next level i will be your biggest cheerleader anybody i will be the biggest cheerleader for anybody and um you know i don't expect everybody to be like that because it's not in everyone's nature but if somebody comes to me with an idea or a suggestion i will be their absolute biggest supporter what do you do to build your community strengthen it in other words well i guess it probably 
starts with when you're putting out content as to whether or not people choose to, to follow to follow along. And I can't make that decision for them. If they like the content, they like it. If they don't, they don't. Some things that I try to do to build my community is I am real. I'm very real. Um, I'm, I don't, I'm not hair and makeup every time that I jump on my social media. You've even, um, started by doing videos outside where you don't wear your glasses. Yes, they have been, I have recently stopped wearing my glasses as much as normal. I have an eye injury and it is, um, it's quite noticeable sometimes. Yeah. And it's, it's a point of stress for me, but I have just had to embrace that because it is honestly just part of who I am. So I can't change it and there's no point trying to hide it. So No point worrying about it. No, no point worrying about it. It's just, it is what it is. doesn't affect who the person you are inside. No, definitely not. I'm very normal. I'm very authentic when I get on my social media. Um, I'm not all hair and makeup. Sometimes when I do my stories on my Instagram, I might even be in my workout gear. Most of the time I'm outside playing with the kids or I'm doing work on the front of my car while they're playing in the yard. And I think it all just starts there. I think that that makes me a little more relatable sometimes to people who are following my page. But the community element, I think, really starts after people have started to follow my account or mm-hmm. they've joined up to my email marketing list because I always take that time to write back to people's messages, answer their comments, respond to their emails. Um, they can pick up the phone and call me if they if they decided to. My number is there. And I think it's just that that access to know that if they wanted to ask me a question, I would get back to them. And I think that that makes people feel really comfortable that there is actually a genuine person behind the brand. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what people want to want to have. You want to have that authenticity. Yeah. Well, if you were going to go into a shop, you'd be able to talk to the person in the store. Mm. Um, we don't have a store. So to create that, you know, path of communication, customers actually have access to, you know, get in touch if they need it. And I think that that does go a long way to making feel com- people feel comfortable with your brand. Yeah. Goodness me, one of our babies has just woken up. All right, all good. And the neighbours are now mowing the bloody lawn. I know I spoke quickly about Jen at the top of the podcast, but I just wanted to tell you a little bit more about her. Jen is an incredibly generous person. She is a wife, a mother. She's a lawyer. She had a quick career change and built an amazing homeware store. And more recently, Jen had an amazing idea. Her idea was to create a group that small businesses from rural Australia could post their products on and gain sales. Jen's passion for helping others affected by drought comes from living through drought herself on a property in the Riverina, New South Wales, and seeing her family, her neighbours and her friends go through all that rural life throws at them. Jen's Facebook group, Buy From A Bush Business, soon went viral and the community grew to over 260,000 members in the first six months. Isn't that just incredibly generous to create a platform for others to use to benefit their business? I can't think of the right words, but selfless is something that comes to mind. Jen, thanks for agreeing to be on my podcast. Welcome. And can we maybe start by getting you um, to tell us 
in your own words, a little about Buy From A Bush Business. Sarah, thank you so much for having me on. And what a gorgeous intro. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is just so lovely. Thank you so much. Yeah. So Buy From A Bush Business, uh, sort of, it came about from just simply listening, I guess, to what people were saying and recognizing a problem. I live on a farm, you know, we're, we're dry land farmers, so we're very much affected by drought. It's hard to believe looking back just two years ago now, just how gripped by drought we were. So much has happened mm. in the world since then. but And it just came about from listening to people who were just really sad that Christmas was coming. I think if you live in a small rural town that relies on the agriculture around it, you realise that if farmers don't have money, towns don't have money. And that was definitely the case in the Riverina of New South Wales where I'm living. And so I thought, well, what can I do to help them? Buy from the bush was a hashtag trending on um, Instagram, but I kind of find a lot of people that I came across two years years ago, really didn't understand Instagram and how to get traction. And many of them were using the hashtag, but really not getting picked up with traction. So I thought, well, everyone knows how to use Facebook. So I'll start a Facebook group and invite my friends and they can invite their friends. And I'll invite my clients and hopefully they can get some sales and stop relying so much on needing that foot traffic that just wasn't going to come in, you know, 2019, 2020, as we, uh, you know, were so severely gripped by drought. But Sarah, honestly, hand on heart, I had no idea what I was creating. No <laughs> idea whatsoever that, you know, two years, well, it'll be two years we're recording this in mid-October. So it'll be two years this month since it was created and it's still just going just as strong. Oh, that's amazing. It really is amazing what you've been able to create and Jen, was there a, like a specific catalyst? Was there a day when you thought, today's the day, I'm going to do something about this today? Yeah, I think it was the particular week that I created it. I had been you know, on my other my other part of my job as a social media and marketing expert and coach. And so I was traveling around the riverine of New South Wales. I'd been to, you know, lots of small towns doing workshops, you know, Christmas type workshops, how to get your stores and your websites and that ready for Christmas. And on the Friday, I was coming home from Hay. Now, anyone who might know Hay, it mm -hmm. is middle of New South Wales or probably not the middle in, you know, high up in the Riverina and it's just flat plains. There's nothing to look at. There's nothing to do on my way home. It's about two and a half hour drive from my house. And so that's when the thought came to me of what I could do to solve this challenge that I had heard so much about all week. And so I just came home on the Friday night and I set the group up and sort of did what I said I was going to do, invited my clients, invited my friends and then kind of just shut the computer down and didn't think too much else of it. It was kind of like, oh, tick, yep, I've done that. Yeah. Let's see where that lands. So it was all of the catalyst really did happen that week, just listening to people, which is a really good business lesson for anyone who is in small business to really listen to the repeat messages that you're having. Like, you know, that was a message that was just so prevalent that week of we you know we're not looking forward to Christmas we know there's no money in the town we don't know how to get more traction on social media and mm. um, yeah, and coming up with a solution for that oh amazing Jen what do you think is so appealing about being a part of your community 
Uh, Sarah, I think the word community is what we have really tried to bring to that actual Facebook group. Uh, I know very much in the early days, so probably, you know, under that 100,000 mark, it was very much the community that was bringing people to it. Yeah. Uh, And I would get messages from people all the time saying, and I still do get people saying, you know, I've kind of found my place to hang out. People here get it. They know other sellers are, you know, they are rural people themselves, so they understand the pros and the cons of uh, selling when you live in rural and regional Australia. And I also think there was a real movement that I, I think that I tapped into unknowingly and certainly it has just exacerbated as we've gone through bushfires and floods and COVID and mouse plagues where people <laughs> want to, I know it's very, it, it just like when you think of all the things that have happened in rural Australia in the last, you know, know. Day, months. It's just mind blowing. It's certainly resilience comes to mind a hundred percent, but I think yes, um, the wider nation of Australia really want to support people directly. I think I know myself and, you know, this sounds probably a little bit selfish, but, you know, I've watched the Today Show and I've watched those big shows um, that have just absolutely raised millions and millions and millions of dollars for farmers back then. But my, I don't remember my area ever getting a dime of that. We certainly didn't. Mm. I don't really remember my um, area getting anything as, you know, something for the community or anything. So where does that money go? And I think that's something that really has played on people's minds where if they spend the money with the person who makes the product, the person who sells the product, they know that they are making a difference right there and then. Like don't have to fill in a form, don't have to wait to be selected, you know, to get some money that's been fundraised. It's actually there in their back pocket and it's helping them support themselves and their community because, you know, just like if farmers don't have money, towns don't have money, we know if we inject more money into rural communities that, you know, that whole community has more money in it and certainly and then you know it's just like the wheel just keeps turning and communities grow and flourish oh yeah absolutely you've really touched on it there with the word community I like to use the word community as well what would you say to somebody who was trying to build a following? Um, someone who is trying to build a following probably does need to flip it into building a community. I think yeah, um, if you think of how followers act, followers follow, uh, communities mm-hmm. interact with each other. Uh, you know, like I've got this massive Facebook group, but I also have another small Facebook group that is very business focused, which, you know, is attached to my social media and marketing business. And it's just as beautiful community, you know, people interacting with each other, uh, people encouraging each other, people sharing resources and tips and tricks. And, and I think that's what the community is all about. Community needs a leader, but they also need someone who will create people, like-minded people that they can interact with and learn from if it's a business thing or have fun with if it's not a business thing. So I think as much as community needs leaders, I think the idea of creating a following will only get you so far. If you create a community of people that then become fans and referrers and uh, you know some yeah. of your best customers, that's how you build a business in 2021 and beyond. Absolutely. And that's such an eloquent social media expert way of saying it. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, from my personal experience with my small business, I would 
prefer, I think, I think maybe when I started my business, I thought, oh, how good would it be if you were to go viral and have, you know, 50,000 followers. Whereas now as time has gone by and I have learnt more, I would prefer to have 500 people who cheerleaded and told people about me and were really engaged and liked my products and commented and gave feedback than have 50,000 people who, who did nothing because yeah. they're, they're not contributing to um, growing that business. Whereas I think when people are like really engaged in a the community, they're actually hel- helping you grow your business. Yeah, I call them little micro influencers. Like, you know, everyone wants yeah. to, you know, talk about you know, influencers and, you know, these big um, social media accounts. And look, obviously it works, you know, history tells us that it works. But imagine all the little micro influencers that have got one, two, five hundred people in their audience who sing your song, who, you know, spruik your products and tell people not only about your products, but about you because you've put yourself out there as the leader. And as a human being who has a personality and people connect with that. So I think thinking about these little micro influencers and anyone who's got staff, they're your micro influencers. How can you encourage them, you know, to, uh, you know, be a little influencer within your business? And I think sometimes we we do, we look at the grand scale and we think we want to get there. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the having the micro influences and building the community is a much more strategic way of building a business. And it's so much more fun. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Jen, I've heard you say it before that, you know, you've got like over 330,000 people in your group now. That's like quite a large city, really. (laughs) Um, Do you ever come across people who expect a bit too much? Yeah, Sarah, every single day, um, I come across them and I've had to, I've really grown with this group. I'm, would call myself very much a people pleaser, but now mm. there's an element of me that is not a people pleaser, that is a Jenny first pleaser. <laughs> so, you know, people who message me, at, you know, 5.30 in the morning, they don't get answered till business hours or people who, you know, demand things over the weekend. Sometimes they don't get answered, um, whereas they used to all always get answered and that just sets your own pattern then. Uh, Of course, I will deal with anything tech and urgent and things like that. But at the end of the day, I guess, you know, I've got to put myself and my family first. And the more you give, sometimes the more people take. Um, So you really do have to balance that out. But look, I would say definitely that I've seen the absolute best of humanity within that group and the absolute worst of humanity through that group. I'm sure that you have. I'm sure that there's some stories. (laughs) They're they're called wine stories, Sarah. (laughs) Move the wine. Do Do you come across anybody like another business, say, for example, who thinks that maybe um, having a large group is the silver bullet or that it was easy to get to where you've got to? Yeah, look, I have a lot of people that when I do tell them or they do find out that I've got such a big group that think that I must have a swimming pool full of money, that, you know, I just swim in my, you know, oodles of cash where that is 100% not the case. Um, and I have, I guess it's going back to that large following, like people say, how can I get a group that big? And it's just like, well, let's 
let's come back to, you know, put my marketing hat on. And so that's like, why do you want a group that big? Because, you know, why do you think you need that many people? I don't need that many people to grow my business, but it's great because I'm growing. I don't know how many businesses I'm helping grow, you know, out of 336,000, there could be 270,000 businesses in there and they all need that audience. They all need that slice of pie. But if it was just my business that I was trying to grow, that would be a ridiculous amount to try and, uh, you know, I guess service and satisfy and make happy and, uh, you know, grow with, I think. So it certainly... It hasn't been easy. There has been a lot of tears. There's been a lot of joy and there's been a lot of tears and anger as the time (laughs) has gone on. And I could probably tell you there's been at least three times that I want to quit, like really want to quit. Just wanting to quit quit probably comes once a week, uh, but really wanted to throw in the towel has come a couple of times. And I almost got rid of it probably uh, just before the pandemic hit. In fact, someone offered to take it off my hands and I agreed to that. But, you know, a few things went down that I didn't like and I thought, no, this is my community. I don't want to pass it on to that person in the end. So I withdrew. It wasn't a monetary thing. It was a just a, um, you know, I'm tired. I can't do this anymore. So, yeah, it definitely hasn't been all plain sailing, but goodness, what a beautiful asset to have for Australia and for rural and regional small businesses. Um, you know, everyone in there makes me so proud. Oh, well, I'm often singing your praises, Jen. And just recently, last week, actually, we were doing a pop-up store down in Rockhampton at um, one of the bull sales. And I spoke to probably every other stallholder there and not to my surprise, um, but several other people were already in your group and your community. There was a few who didn't know about you, but there was a yeah. few that are definitely members of your community. So yeah. that was awesome. That's lovely. That is really lovely. And, of course, you know, off Buy From a Bush Business, we have built the Marketplace Spend With Us as well, which, you know, is like a website-type-based um marketplace. So I call it like the Amazon, but it's only for rural and regional Australia. So, you know, there is an evolution to these things as um, businesses grow as well. Yeah, that's right. And like we say, though, about like following versus community, you can have all of those followers or people sitting there in that community but what you have done with buy from a bush business is create something that gives them a platform that they can like use and take forward and grow with and that's where I think you know you're incredibly generous because it would be taking up a lot of your time and like you say there definitely have been days where you thought maybe you want to quit but <laughs> you sort of can't quit because you you're doing such an amazing thing for rural australia yeah no i i do sometimes um you know think of that that you know the amount of people that are depending on that um and of course you know in my social media business, I often talk to people about not building empires on crown land, as in don't build your empire on a platform you don't own, aka Facebook, which is clearly <laughs> what we have done. So touch wood that those words never come back to haunt me. Um, but yeah, we do, you know, think about the contingency plans of, you know, what would happen and how, where is this going and how much further can it grow? Because um, the bigger it grows, of course, the more 
things drop to the bottom really quickly as well. Like if you don't get your timing right, if you don't have a, you know, a bit of a community behind you that are looking for your posts and, uh, you know, clicking like and commenting and things like that in such a big group, things do disappear very quickly. Mm. And Jim, what would be your best piece of advice to someone who was trying to grow their community? Um, my biggest piece of advice would be to show up. The leader yeah. has to lead. The leader has to show up. Um, so many small business owners that I come across, and it's getting less because I feel like I'm a broken record when I talk about showing up, but they hide behind their products. They hide behind their logos. And, you know, you scroll on Instagram through their feed and you cannot find one picture of the person who is behind this business. And if you take social media away, imagine, you know, if it disappeared forever, you know, we'd have to go back to bricks and mortar stores where we actually had to meet the person who worked in the business or the person who owned the business with most small business owners. And yet when we've taken it online, we've kind of lost that art of that human to human connection. And I yeah. think, you know, people interact with other people. People do business with people they know, like, and trust. And unless you've got the marketing budget of someone like who owns the Golden Arches, the way to stand out in such a busy marketplace is you. No one does business like you. No one does your product like you. And so I'd say you know, you've just got to learn to show up. Um, I was just speaking just before actually to one of my clients who was saying, you know, she's done this video today and her hair's not done and it was all about, you know, going outside and going to the shops, but, oh, my gosh, it's raining, so I've got to go back inside. And she's like, my hair's not done. I've got on my sloppy T-shirt and tracksuit pants. She's like, 12 months ago, she would never have done that. She was so afraid of video and showing up and perfection. And, and now, yeah. you know, she's just like, well, this is me and my audience loves me. They comment, they laugh along. Um, they really get her sense of humour and it's really helped grow her business. Yeah, definitely. I I totally resonate with that. I try my hardest to get in front of the camera, but, you know, sometimes with small children and all of that sort of stuff, it, it is difficult, but you're absolutely right. And if I was truly honest, the photos or where I've said something personal, they are always my highest ranking posts. Mm -hmm. They are. People just love to know that they're just like you, that they can yeah. connect like you. And I'm sure if you did a video with, you know, trying to do a video with two children hanging off you, making all sorts <laughs> of noise, every other person would laugh and go, oh my gosh, that's me. Or I remember those days, depending on yeah. how old their children are. It's just, you know, people would really resonate with that. And I guess, well, what is it that you can do, uh, you know, to any of the listeners to show up more often? Yeah, absolutely. And Jen, if people are looking for you now, not just um, spend with us and buy from a bush business, but also your social media marketing and coaching, where can they find you? Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm under Jen Donovan underscore. Uh, Jen has two N's in it. That's where I am on LinkedIn. I actually like hanging out on LinkedIn. Um, mm. It's one of my favorite platforms. Um, otherwise on um, Facebook, uh, Social Media and Marketing Australia is the name of my business there. Or come and join the like-minded business owners, which is my little community that I love just as much as my big community as a Facebook group. 
group, but pretty much on most social media platforms, you'll find me hanging out. Oh, amazing, Jen. Gosh, thank you so, so much for your time. I really appreciate having you on the podcast. And I hope that if people are looking for some coaching, they look, they reach out to you, but also they join Buy From A Bush Business and also the Spend With Us platform because you're doing amazing things for rural and regional businesses. Oh, thank you so much, Sarah. And straight back at you. You're such a great advocate for rural and regional Australia. And look what you're doing. You're doing a podcast, uh, you know, <laughs> to highlight rural and regional small businesses as well. So, um, yeah, it's just lovely. Thank you so much for letting me come on. Okay, now it's time for the wrap-up snap quiz. Radio. As always, I'm running through the rules. Thank you. The regulations. I don't really like rules. Yeah, all regulations. No. All right. I'm, I'm so, the rule maker around here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All righty. So, I'm going to ask you a few questions that relate to today's topic, and I want you to answer them briefly. I don't want you to jibber-jabber along. I'll try my hardest. Okay. Yes or no, I'd be preferred. Okay. If not, sentence, maybe a paragraph, not too much more. If you could buy a large following, would you? No. Okay, no. okay, okay, okay. Why would you not? Oh, look, if you bought yourself 10,000 followers, who's to say that those followers, well, the chances are they are not interested in your actual products or services. They're not part of your community. They're not part of your community. They don't have a relationship with you. No, and I do think that sometimes you think, you know, my business would be better if I had 10,000 followers or if I had 10,000 followers, I'd get this feature on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But I really, really believe, and it's, you know, it's become more and more obvious to me over time, is that if you have engaged followers... Yeah. Well, in, I don't want to use the term followers because it's not really a term that I use. I use the term community. If people have been engaged in your community. Then, you know, if you've got somebody in your community who will like on your posts, who will comment on your posts, who will share your posts, who like your brand enough to tell someone about your brand, that is more valuable than having a large number. So to me, if you had a thousand followers, but they were really engaged in what you were doing, they were part of your community, that is so much more valuable than having 10,000 people who do not engage in your business whatsoever. Yeah. That's my answer. Is that short enough? Yeah, no, that's that's exactly what I'd be thinking as well. Yeah, and it is easy to think, oh, if I just had, you know, X, Y, Z. Numbers aren't everything. It's really not. And it is so much easier from a business perspective to treat someone nicely, to give them good service and to have a repeat customer than it is to get a new customer. So really once somebody has decided that they're invested in your business enough to come along for the journey, to like your business, to be a part of your community, Mm -hmm. you should spend a lot more energy on keeping those people as part of your community rather than you know, obviously you've got, to, you've got to put energy into bringing new people into community, but I think the majority of your energy should be spent on servicing your community. And Love the sm- ones you're with. Yeah, exactly. Nice. 
Do you wish your business would go viral? No, I think that, well, you know, yes, sometimes you do. You have little thoughts and think, God, imagine if, you know, I've, I've sent, you know, put out a new dress and it goes viral and everybody loves it. But I actually think that there's so many complications with going viral, like keeping stock, say, for example, if I all of a sudden had, you know, heaps and heaps of orders coming in that would be amazing and nobody would really say no to that but the amount of stock that I would have to keep the amount of money that I would have to outlay to in, to ensure I had that stock on hand I just think the steady growth is much easier to maintain um, I you know yes there's definitely moments where I think it would be great but you know, the conservative person in me is happy with steady growth because it allows me the time to adapt to what is going on. And also allows you to to stay present. Definitely. And to ser- to service that community. I mean, if I suddenly jumped, um, you know, to, you know, a huge amount of followers and was trying get, to get back to those messages or if it, if it happens slowly over time, it allows you to put in processes, you know, I might get to a stage where it's important for me to get back to people. So if I get to a stage where I can't, then I might need to engage somebody to help me with that. Yeah. And if that happens slowly, then that's something that I can grow with. Whereas if just overnight I've got thousands of people and thousands of messages, you know, I'm going to end up with a bit of a backlog there. So I just think the steady growth is where it's at. Yeah. Today's final question. Yes, Brian. It might be a two-part question. Okay. Or I might have to sort of elaborate on it after you've started answering it. But it goes, what is your community? Not just Nebo. Uh, what is my community? Oh, look, it's a group of, it's a group of like-minded people. It doesn't just necessarily have to be women. It's my little tribe, my people who get my way of life. Yeah. Um, I am a country girl. I love my animals. I love being outside. I love open spaces. I'm more than happy to, to work hard, working outside, don't care about being dirty, but when you get the opportunity to dress up nicely, um, have some friends over, have some champagne, go to the beach, go for a surf, get in the boat, go for a wakeboard, um, it's it's people who get my little culture clash. I'm a cowgirl and I love to surf, so it is a, it's a group of people who just get get that. Nice. I um. Do you get it? <laughs> I do. I do get it. I do understand it. Yeah. And it's and it's hard to have both those things. It's it's a trade off because working on the land takes so much of your time up that you, you can't just duck off and go for a swim whenever you want. You said it was a two part question, Brian. What's part two? Oh no, I was just trying to get the right answer out of you, but I think I think we did get it. I think we got the answer. I just wanted to make sure that you were wanting the same sort of people. To, to have the same values and and inspire to making not just not just your community better but the world better better place you gotta have everyone wanting to work together and and stop stop reefing each other in different directions and yeah, well, and be I think nice you to could... people that's a, that's a yeah you gotta be nice that's a big thing as part of west of the waves how does that support your community i guess i started 
there's reasons why I started West of the Waves, but then there's reasons why I ended up with the products that I've ended up with. And I often try to think of West of the Waves as it's almost, it's like a collection of things that I like to wear. And it's also, I suppose, it's a bit of a roundabout way of saying, I answer some of my own questions. So, my shopping questions. When I'm going out looking, I was going out looking for a beautiful, wide, thick plaited leather belt. And I searched high and low and I could not find one. Honestly, I couldn't find one. And then when I did, um, I started wearing this particular belt with a lot of my outfits in photos that I was using on Instagram or when I was doing my stories. We're going to have to wrap up because one of our babies has just woken up from her sleep. This seems to be a reoccurring theme. But I found this beautiful belt. I was wearing it in my stories on Instagram and I was getting all of these comments back from the people in my community asking me about my belt. And I thought, you know what? That, you know, these people that are in my community are an extension of myself. They're people who have similar values to me. They have similar lifestyle to me. They have similar loves to me. Of course, they're going to want this belt. So I went out and sourced those um, belts and I now stock them in my store and they're probably one of my best sellers. And I think I've done that with all of my products. And I guess the community is just an extension of me and the products that I provide are things that I love and things that I know that people in my community love as well. Sounds like we're ignoring our crying child. We're going to have to wrap it up today. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for listening to All Things Small Biz. You can get more tips and find out about all the latest stuff we've got going on at the Cokes Australia Facebook and Instagram pages. That's Cokes, C-O-A-X. We'd love you to follow our social media pages or you can jump onto the website, www.cokesaustralia.com. Thanks so much for listening.